Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, Chantel Davis, Mike Brown, Brianna Taylor, Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd. These were just 10 innocent, unarmed Black bodies who were victims of the American injustice system. Today, we decided to talk about why Black Lives Matter and what you can do to help. I just know right now, in the political climate that we're living in, and just the state of the world, and especially in America, I'm just so hurt right now, especially for the families of the victims. Yeah, I I agree. I've been really upset these past few days and what's worse is the fact that this has been happening like we have been fighting and just to see this continuously happening especially this month there's been so much happening back to back with um black lives being taken and it's just it hurts right and the thing is this like you said exactly it's continually happening there are continuously innocent black people, black bodies, black men, women, and children who are being killed in senseless acts of violence. And constantly, it's, it's cyclical in that it'll happen, we'll get outraged, we will protest, we will call for justice, the killers will get acquitted, They'll go on to living their white lives mm-hmm. and nothing will happen. And it'll happen again and again successively. And black people are continuously, not only every single day, having to leave the house afraid that they may not come back alive, which is something that white people do not have to, don't have to endure that. They have the privilege of being able to get pulled over by the cops and just be like, oh, sorry, officer, I hope I don't get a ticket. If my brother gets pulled over by the cops, if my sister gets pulled over by the cops, if my uncles and aunts and cousins, if I get pulled over by the cops, if my friends get pulled over by the cops, I fear for their lives. I fear for my life. Right. That's not something we should have to worry about as young children. And it's it's scary. It's the sad reality that we live in. And... I've really noticed during these this time um, who's kind of standing with us and who holds different views. And I feel like a lot of true colors are just really, really showing. And I just feel like this ignorance is this blatant ignorance yep. should re- be like the reason why we all keep standing up for Black Lives Matter and why we call people out and why we do this podcast because there's still that blatant ignorance within our peers people posting things like how do you think it makes us feel to see you saying like for example I saw someone post um, shout out to the Minneapolis police and Just think about how that would make your black peers feel seeing that, seeing that, like, just like, and then when we call you out on it, you have no type of apology. Like, it's the fact that you guys are unapologetically racist and ignorant 
and you see no issue with that and it's painful it's tiring I agree and I think that that ties into um what a lot of people have been speaking about for hundreds of years about the difference between explicit and implicit racism overt and covert racism and um in that being overtly racist is you know that socially unacceptable racism you know being a kkk member screaming the n-word at people you know doing all these things or saying you hate black people that's overtly racist but little statements like saying shout out to the minneapolis police are racist they're not you're not explicitly saying that you hate all black people and you think black people are the scum of the earth and all of that but when you say things like that you are telling your peers that shout out to those people that killed that innocent unarmed black man for no reason you watched him in that video die slowly and painfully pleading for his life even after they did not feel a pulse they continued to sit and kneel on his neck for no reason over a counterfeit $20 bill which happened to be not even counterfeit do you like people don't understand this is not this is not something that's just happening every once in a while to people who are deserving of these are truly innocent people who are being killed for no reason other than their skin tone and the thing is is those cops may have never uttered a racist word in their life they could have never said the n-word they could have never said that they hate black people they could have had black friends for all i care what they do their actions show Mm -hmm. that they are racist They are hateful and malicious people. So I don't care how many family members they have. I don't care how many kids they have. So if there's any sympathizers who are going to be, you know, responding to this podcast in any sort of way that's going to be like, well, they were human. We all make mistakes. No, he did not deserve to die. (laughs) What type of person are you to think that you can take somebody else's life for no reason? no reason at all and George Floyd had a family too I hate when people are like oh he's going to jail now like it was an accident how was it an accident no one can tell me that that circumstance was an accident he was on his he was kneeling on his throat for eight minutes yep Eight minutes. And not to mention, there were two other people on his back and feet holding him down. And if if you've seen the videos, he complied with the arrest. He never once tried to push them around, never tried to be aggressive. No. Because sadly, black men are taught to do whatever the police say. We have to be cautious we have we have like i think everyone has had their t- a talk with their parents that is black that they have to act a certain way around the police so he was doing that and still was brought to the ground by multiple officers and killed over over 20 dollars like uh, 
And the thing is, is he he was handcuffed when he was killed. He was restrained. What right. more did you need to do? He was handcuffed. That's what your training tells you to do. Is to handcuff them and take them into, um, you know, police possession. But not kill an innocent person for no reason. Like, I, it's, I keep saying it, and we keep saying it, and people keep posting about it, and it doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But this is happening time and time again, that trained police officers are killing innocent black people who are not, who are untrained civilians who are just going about their daily lives, and now they're dead. Now his family has to deal with the pain, the unimaginable pain of George Floyd not being alive anymore for no reason, no fault of his his own. You can't you can't live while being black safely. You can't go jogging. You can't walk the street. You can't get arrested safely. You can't get arrested by the people who are supposed to serve and protect you and your community. You can't even do that. So what are you to do? We're to get outraged. We are to riot because what else is there to do? Right. Because we're not being heard. We're not. We haven't been heard for the past centuries. And I'm tired of people saying well um, MLK would have wanted this. MLK did things peacefully. Like, we are a new generation. We are tired. Why are we living the same lives that MLK lived? Obviously, there needs we need to do more. We need to keep fighting because this this hasn't changed. And I will quote MLK right now. And he said, a riot is the language of the unheard. And I understand that hurting small businesses and communities is bad because those are hard to come back. Like, it's hard to come back from that. But these billion-dollar companies like Target, Gucci, whatever, they're going to come back. They have insurance. And it's the fact that people are more concerned about, oh, looting, arson, like... A life was lo- a life was lost. A black another black life. This happens daily. daily. I'm sure. Like you could go and talk. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Like I just. I like and I completely agree. Like this. Like it hurts to make this episode. It hurts to have to speak out about this thing. And the thing is, is that black kids are forced to mature earlier not only are black girls adultified and we're placed into adulthood at way earlier ages than we should be so that's you know that's there black boys black girls we're taught when we are little kids how to act around police that people are going to be racist uh, towards us that we're going to be treated unfairly and it is 2020 And this is continuously happening. White kids don't have to have that talk. They get to talk about the birds and the bees with their (laughs) parents. That's their talk. We have to talk about things that are unimaginably horrible for little black kids to have to grow up with. Just 
just the luxuries that non-black people, and I'm not just saying white people, I'm saying non-black people are are afforded every single day in their life mm-hmm. is it's just that speaks volumes in and of itself. I don't even have to bring in the centuries and centuries of countless acts of violence towards black people to show you why the American justice system is an injustice system and it's not meant to serve and protect and it's not meant to have liberty and justice for all and anyone because it's not, it's designed to support white cisgendered heterosexual men. And even then, if I were to take a more nuanced perspective, white men. So even if you're a white gay man, you you will still be a beneficiary of the American injustice system. Mm -hmm. Even if you are a white transgender man, you still are afforded the luxuries of being a white man. And seemingly to the rest of the world, have the world being lifted up by you. And I'm in no way trivializing and invalidating the struggles of white, gay, or, you know, transgender men. I'm in no way saying that those struggles are, um, you know, invalidated, but I'm in every way saying that recognize your privilege and use your allyship for good. Mm-hmm. And And I think that oftentimes people, you know, in this, Lately, people are saying posting doesn't do anything. Stop posting. Posting doesn't mean anything. Posting means everything. Because at the very least, it sparks conversation. At the very most, it engenders mass social change. Because social media, you have such a big platform that you're able to reach hundreds or thousands of people on. So you're forcing people to have that conversation you're forcing people especially white people who don't want to have the conversation because they feel attacked when we're having the conversation there you're forcing them to have to look at what's happening and even if it's just a social media post if i'm posting it and you're posting it and the next person is posting it now Mm -hmm. they've seen it four times right so now they're going to understand what's they're they're almost indefinitely going to click on one of those posts and be like let me read this because this must be important because I keep seeing it Mm -hmm. and that's what we need to I don't think that posting is the limit of what you should be doing especially if you're a white person but I think it it does a lot and I think it's the least any of us can do in this situation right and posting allows your um peers to see that you are at least standing with us Because we don't know what you're doing in private. Yeah, you could be signing petitions, donating, and having those conversations. But at least publicly showing us that you care and want to spread the word, that that helps us know that you are with us. And um, I'm sure that a lot of our white peers have, like, their family members following them so it just helps spread the word to other white people who need to use their privilege to you know take action and i just feel like we shouldn't be told not to post or to stop or it's too much because our voices need to be heard every day and this shouldn't just be like once this dies down or whatever this shouldn't stop we should keep talking about it because that's usually what happens 
it goes on for like a week or so then like everything kind of goes back quote-unquote back to normal and until the next time something like this happens it's not really talked about and I feel like this needs to change and yeah I think we're completely capable of doing that exactly and I think that just like oftentimes um, when we're having this conversation because again we're having this conversation continuously this is not just a one and done type of thing because there are hundreds of innocent unarmed black people who are being killed in senseless acts of violence as I've said a few times during this episode just so that just making sure it's it's resonating with you all but um that you know all cops aren't bad all cops aren't bad it's not all i i beg to differ because being a cop shows that you are are standing and and protecting a system that is inherently racist that's inherently meant to degrade minorities and people of color and just just a a quote that um is unknown but i just think it's it's really important to talk about it says i don't think all cops are bad because of the actions of a few i know all cops are bad because all cops as a condition of their employment swear to enforce all laws including laws which are unjust and initiate violence on peaceful people it's the job they're sworn to do so let's think about it it's exactly what i said if you're working for a company that's racist that's unjust then you are an unjust person you're not you are a racist person if I'm working alongside and for a company and a, a just an occupation that is inherently meant to not aid disparage, you know, people, to not aid disadvantaged people, to not aid underprivileged people, then I'm not aiding them. I'm I'm the direct just source of of pain for so many people and that's so sad and i just think that we unless until the american injustice system becomes a justice system then if you're a cop you're standing by that and there are cops that are good people and you know they're good family men and they're good community members but being a cop is just you see this happening time and time again. It's not just a few bad cops. If there's a hundreds, hundreds of black people getting killed, you can't. And there's just four, four who are a part of the George Floyd um, incident alone. You can't tell me there's just a few bad cops. Let's think about that. Let's say there's four cops involved in every hundred or every single murder, and there's a hundred murders of innocent, unarmed black people. Now there's 400 bad cops. That's a four-to-one ratio. ratio. I completely agree. And, obviously, there are cops 
trying to make changes, trying to fix this system, but seeing the lives, seeing the amount of lives, black lives that are being taken, there's not enough. Nope. So when we say ACAB, we don't we're not saying oh my god your uncle's a horrible person oh like yeah your uncle that's a cop like frick him like no we're not (laughs) saying that we're applying that to the black lives that have been lost at the hands of these cops at the hands of this justice system at the hands of corrupt law enforcement and at the hands of the racist um what's it called just like like I don't know the police like I don't know you said like companies I guess like I don't really know how to say it but it's a racist system right and it needs to change so when people say ACAB when people say like, it's just, like, it's the same logic that applies when we say Black lives matter. We're not saying all lives don't matter. We're saying ours need to be prioritized because we're oppressed. Right. When we say ACAB, we're not saying every person that is a cop is horrible. We're saying that the police system needs to be changed, and we're emphasizing that it's racist, unjust, problematic, right. killing people. So please stop focusing on the fact that, oh, well, my dad's a cop. He's not bad. No, focus on the fact that black lives are being taken every day at the hands of these cops. Because I'm tired of hearing your excuses. I'm tired of hearing the, oh, well, looting isn't, oh, well, all cops aren't, all lives matter. No, if you're going to say that, I suggest you stop listening to this right now because... It's not going, it's, we're not, we're not standing for that. And, like, I just think, first of all, All Lives Matter was a movement that was created in response to Black Lives Matter, in direct response to Black Lives Matter. Now, let's think about it. Black people are showing that Black people are being continuously killed. And shown that their bodies, their livelihood, their life does not matter by the American injustice system. Right? Now you're going to respond with, well, all lives matter. Here's the thing. I would, I would argue that that movement is a just movement and it is not rated or rooted in racist ideologies if it had been created before Black Lives Matter. Y'all are only saying all lives matter because we're showing you that black lives matter. Never once is the hashtag only black lives matter. It's showing that black lives matter because obviously there is an inherent just injustice that black people are being served. Obviously there's a problem because black lives matter wasn't just created out of the blue. It was created because there are countless times when black people are shown that their lives do not matter not only in the killing of innocent unarmed black people but in the acquisition of the killers 
These are people who are supposed to be spending their entire life serving their country and serving their community. And they're killing members of that community for no apparent reason. And then they're getting to go on to their everyday lives. But the, the families of the victims, they don't get to go on to their life. They have to wake up every single day afraid for themselves, afraid, afraid for their other family members, and living with the guilt and the pain that came with their child or their husband or their son or whatever being killed for no reason. Their wife being killed for no reason. And the thing is, we shouldn't even have to say they were a son. They were a, a wife. They were a police officer. They were a teacher. They were a person that did not deserve to be killed. I don't, it's just like, it's so painful making this episode because I'm so upset that this has to be continuously said and quite frankly this episode is hard and I just really am finding you know a hard time being able to to say what I want to say without Mm -hmm. being completely outraged and saddened and just horrified because that's the that's the reality that black people are living so if you're a non-black person living in this understand that this is a constant thing I wish I could be able to be pulled over by the cops and not be afraid for my life. Like, I truly wish that. And I think I was a part of this um, live show. And one of the guests on the show was the wife of a cop, of a police chief in Pennsylvania. And someone in the, the, the comments asked, how do, how do you separate good cops from bad cops? And her response was, well separate good cops from bad cops from how by how they treat you by how your um you know your situation with them was or go to down to your police station and meet the cops you know network with them be a part of the community but here's my thing how are black people going to be able to separate good cops from bad cops Because by the time you're able to make the correlation, oh, this is a good cop, that's a bad cop, you're already dead for no reason. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Black people are being killed by these cops. This is not just a, oh, I got tased by a cop. He's a bad cop. No! By the time I know that that's a bad cop, I'm dead. So, for I understand that her statement had no ill intentions and I understand that she was trying to provide a solution to an everlasting problem and provide you know aid for people who are afraid of cops but the reality of the situation is you can't separate good cops from bad cops there is no good cop versus bad cop as we said Mm -hmm. and it's not enough for these cops to just get fired nope they need to be in jail and charged with murder. And a lot of people keep saying, oh, well, the cop was arrested. Like, what more can they do? And <laughs> I just, like, that statement, I don't need, I can't even believe people are saying that. Like, what more can they do? Maybe they can stop being racist. Maybe they can stop killing black lives. I don't know. Maybe they can 
actually try to bring justice to the community. But I don't know. What more can they do? You know? Right. And I think if you're a non-Black person listening, um, there's been countless posts about what you can do instead of calling the cops. Read those. What can you do? You can go out and speak to them. You can ask them politely to leave or stop doing what they're doing. Ask them if they're okay. Ask them, would you feel comfortable with me calling the police on you? Because they won't. So, like, I just think that it's just so, like, I keep saying this, but it's so hard to have this conversation. It's so hard to be able to come to terms with what's happening. And I think that hopefully this time there is no next time. Because honestly, what we've seen for years and years is that it happens. We become outraged. They get acquitted. And it goes on. And it's, like I said, it just keeps going. Keeps going. Um, but this time I've seen a lot more spe- people speaking out. Obviously the riots, the protests are strengthened. People are, you know, using their voices really truly to engender social change, which is so important. If you can protest, do be safe. If don't you know, don't put yourself in a position to become hurt. So, like, if you see, you know, a fight going on, don't jump in the middle because you don't know what what, what could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, try to try to protest safely. And I support every single person that goes and protests um, in the for the movement of Black Lives Matter. But hopefully, this time there, this conversation does not need to to be had again because it hurts to have and it, you don't have to be black to be outraged mm-hmm. you don't anyone could be out anyone should be out. everyone should be outraged about this actually every single person with a conscience and a soul and that is a humane person should be outraged by this because how many times it ha- does it have to happen for us for our voices to be heard because in the words of um sorry in the words of malcolm x truth is on the side of the oppressed so let's think about it these black people who are being killed continuously and being oppressed by the american institutionalized injustice system that that's where the truth is it's not it's not for the colonizers it's not for the looters it's not for white people because they are looters i don't understand why the whole where the whole problem is now that you know walmart's and target's being looted even though they loot they looted from people this the american system (laughs) was founded on white men looting and colonizing from indigenous people oh my god i just it just it's so it's so it just makes so much sense what I'm saying. Like the thing what we're talking about, we're just asking for black people to be treated equally and be treated with equity and for this to stop ha- for just black people to stop dying for no reason. And like it's it just it doesn't make sense that we're continuously having this conversation. So honestly, like I'm stunned and I just Caitlin, 
this just not does not make sense to me. Like I'm still in so much pain, and I could not imagine what the the mm-hmm. victim's the family. family's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been. I know myself, and a lot of my friends have been very emotional. I've had a lot of people reach out to me on how they felt, and like, just it really it hurts, and. I don't think people understand the well non-black people understand the pain of being looked at differently because of our skin tone something we don't control something we don't control like I don't know what you want me to do I was born this way I can't go back I'm sorry like the fact that we are called these names because of our skin tone racially profiled killed that hurts it it happens everywhere it happens everywhere I feel like everyone I know has had some type of experience maybe not extreme like to the point where like they had an instance of police brutality but I know a lot of people who have had things said to them and just looked at differently do you know like I don't think people understand the discomfort of being surrounded like being the only black person in the room or uh, just living while black yeah and it just hurts it just hurts to keep seeing this happen like I don't like everyone I've talked to who is black has like we've all been sharing the same feelings right now like this pain this agony this the disbelief of it all honestly like we've talked about this in almost every single episode and and because we our platform is to spark social change and to bring awareness to the apparent uh you know discrepancies in the american injustice system and around the globe and i just think that our listeners, like, I really want you guys to understand that anything you do to spark social change, like I said earlier, even if it's just posting, is necessary and it's helpful. And I I really appreciate anyone who's listening to this, listening to this, and and I who is outraged with us and in pain and. For all of our white allies, like, thank you so much for Mm -hmm. using your privilege and for, you know, the good, because that is still something that should be commended. It shouldn't be, you know, applauded that people are treating other people with um, respect. But I think it is something that's really important. And if you would like to demand justice for George Floyd, you can text justice to six six eight three six six. Again, that's justice to six six eight three six six. If you'd like to talk to us about this issue, you could email us at fembolden at gmail.com. You can check our website for our social media links. Um, our website is www.fembolden.org. We will definitely be posting about Black Lives Matter and our involvement in the movement. Um, For more posts about this issue and about 
Fembolden. You can check out our Instagram at Fembolden Podcast or our Facebook at Fembolden Podcast. And for tweets about the Black Lives Matter movement and other Fembolden news, check out our Twitter at Fembolden Org. We see you. We hear you. We are you. You are not alone. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Fembolden is a teen-led podcast where we discuss a variety of topics surrounding femininity, social activism, and adolescence. We want to encourage other young women to use their voices to call out issues within their community and on a global spectrum. We appreciate all of our support and believe that feminism should be open to all genders.